Hey guys, this is Wildcat Chris Harris, TNA original and one half of six-time TNA World Tag Team Champions, America's Most Wanted. You are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. TNA Wrestling, Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 177 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Kahn Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we have our Noah Surrender main event all set. The NWA world champion, Raven, is going to be defending against Abyss. But Abyss has a special certain somebody in his corner. And that person... His father, James Mitchell. That's right. Sinister minister, James Vandenberg, just Jim Mitchell. He's back in TNA. And he's with the best. God. We thought this moment happened a year and a half before it did. But now we've experienced it. And hopefully this means that Abyss will be uh, back to being relevant and interesting. So, Dallas, how do you feel about the main event for No Surrender? Uh, I'm already looking forward to it, man. It's something different. It's not Jeff Jarrett versus uh, WCW legend. Right. Um, So that alone, I think, makes it exciting. We haven't seen... When's the last time we didn't see Jeff Jarrett in the main event of the... Of the pay-per-view. Oh. Have we? Yeah. For the weekly? Uh, the monthly? Lockdown. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that was, one. That was AJ and uh, Abyss. The only reason it wasn't a Jeff Jarrett is because they didn't do a title match. That's right. Okay. I'll give you that one. That's a good. That's good. But I don't know. This just feels fresh. We know they have history. You involve Jim Mitchell into it. And it automatically becomes more interesting. I mean, we... So we had to tease a couple times that he was going to manage Abyss um, before it's actually happened. And we saw a backstage segment last week, and it already was like, wow, this uh, works. It makes sense. They have they have the look that works with each other, and uh, I'm just really, really excited to see how this evolves. And with Jim Mitchell involved, I think it makes a lot of sense about Raven due to their history. I, I think this is hopefully a time where we're not going to pretend that they didn't have history and they're going to, I feel like we got to have some kind of package and stuff show that, Hey, we scouted Raven in the asylum and we, you know, we've done all this stuff to him before to make it even seem more viable of a threat. I'm excited. Yeah. I I liked that. They touched on the, uh, the history between Mitchell and Raven. With the whole, you know, scalping and Raven pretty much killing him off for... I mean, yeah, left me all bloodied and stuff, and that's one of the last times we saw him. Right. So I like how there's, uh... It's kind of turning into, like, Mitchell's revenge. Yeah, totally. He's getting a piss to do the dirty work there, I guess, so... Jim Mitchell and... 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Jim Mitchell and Abyss, I think, are like made for each other. It's like one yeah. of the per- best manager wrestler combos. It works so well, and we're about to see the beginning of it, and it only gets better from here. It's TNA's version of Paul Bearer and The Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just perfect. Yeah. Uh, and our, our only other announced match thus far for No Surrender is Samoa Joe taking on Chris Saban. That's probably going to be one hell of a match, especially on pay-per-view. I mean, you got two of the best. It's it's going to be great. Yeah. So No Surrender shaping up to be pretty good show, uh, pretty good pay-per-view. And, of course, Impact, we're, this will be going on probably for a little while. We are an internet show, although we are watching the Sun Sports Edition, which was an add-on for, what was it, Dish? I think it was for Dish, yeah. So, basically, no one was watching via yep. Sun Sports. If you're watching the show, you're watching it via YouTube. or Not YouTube, via Impact Wrestling's website, uh, tnawrestling.com. So... That is the era that we're in. I have not watched any impacts from when they were on the internet, like zero. So this is a rarity for me where this is fresh on my eyes. And uh, yeah, it's just unique for me to watch something that I haven't seen before ever. Yeah, I think that makes it a lot more fun. Um, and, you know, I think there's probably a good reason you didn't watch it because it's apparently a pain in the ass to uh, do this. And I'll just tell you right now because... Uh, Alvarez makes a note about this that how they're doing on the website. He said that he was going to download it until he discovered that it was 100 megabytes and you had to download a special viewer in order to play it. Now, you're probably thinking, 100 megabytes? It's fucking nothing. Well, in 2005, on not very good internet, 100 megabytes is a shit ton. Yeah. That's big. I mean, for I'll, just for example's sake, let me see how big the file is that we're watching today. 579.8 megabytes, and I had zero itch issues. It transferred to my computer from a hard drive in seconds. But 100 megabytes in 2005 from the internet, which is not very good, I mean, is you're an probably, absolute pain in the ass. A lot of people are probably still using dial-up, aren't they? I don't know, man. This is, maybe. I know. I, I know my mom had dial-up. Well, then I think that answers your question. I don't remember. I don't recall ever really having dial-up, to be honest, but I don't know. Maybe we did, and I just didn't realize or something. My dad didn't get internet, wireless internet, until, like, 2014 or something. Get out of here. What? I swear to God, dude. It took what? forever. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It took him forever to do it. Yeah, that's crazy. Well... Um, I understand why it's a pain in the ass, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, not a lot of people are watching these shows. And not a lot of people have probably seen them even since, to be honest. So there's also that. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun. We're covering a, uh, and we have been, really, we're covering an era of TNA's history that, probably besides the pay-per-views, a lot of people haven't really watched. I think that's what makes it fun. Right. Not until um, a lot of people jump ship. Yeah, so probably in the next year or so. Yeah. Then it's definitely more of a... Uh, if I had... Thing. If 
if I had to guess, I would say early 2006 mm-hmm. is when people really start get like I think that's when more people pay attention to TNA, and then by the fall of 06, oh, it's yeah. like okay, like, okay, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, we gotta maybe see what's going on over here. Yeah, it's gonna get pretty crazy. Uh, let's run down quick the card from last week. Um, I don't really have a, a observer like little paragraph because since they tape these in you know four shows at a time, I'm trying to kind of avoid those because I'm gonna slip up and spoil something that I don't want to spoil. Um, I got to be careful because the way these notes are written, obviously these came out um, like the the initial report came out like the day after or so of the taping. So there's lots of stuff. So. Uh, we saw Michael Shane defeat James Storm in 8 minutes and 46 seconds in the opening contest. Actually, I didn't think it was a bad match. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, we involved uh, Alex Shelley into that as well, uh, which I thought was interesting. We saw Sharkboy defeat David Young in 3 minutes and 39 seconds with a roll-up, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Samoa Joe defeated Delirious 3 minutes and 34 seconds. And then in the main event, we saw Christopher Daniels defeat Elix Skipper with the Koji Clutch in 11 minutes and 58 seconds in what I thought was a very good impact main event. So it was pretty solid. We also saw a pre-show or yeah, earlier in the day interview with Mike Tanay with Conan and Ron Killings. Then the Outlaw and Monty Brown attack them. Uh, so we are furthering that story along. We saw the backstage promo with James Mitchell and... Um, abyss trying to make that deal and then of course at the end of the show they made the deal abyss took out raven with the black hole slam to end our show and then jared also was claiming that he wants his title shot zabisco says apparently there's this new star he could potentially be fighting so a bunch of stuff went down who could the new star be well i think there's been one person we've been talking a lot about and i think i even potentially have a note about that 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 is kind of the idea, and I think that it is Mary planned to be Mary, and you know, plan. Oh my God, Mary. Okay. So let me uh, let's just get. I'll just say this. Yeah. Okay. So regarding Matt Hardy on TV, they did an interview with Zabisco teasing a surprise for Jared, and so there was at one point an idea for Matt and Jeff Hardy to debut as a team on. The No Surrender pay-per-view show. At this point, there are no plans for either to wrestle. But if Matt doesn't go to WWE, he could start on the next pay-per-view. But maybe not wrestle if they booked out the whole card and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's the thing. It's I think that's sort of the idea. Um, and then there's even an indie show that Matt Hardy did. Do I have what indie show it was? Um, I thought I did, but I'm not seeing it here. Oh, it's a, it's an indie show in Chicago. I don't have the company name. Uh, but Matt Hardy did the kind of the Scott Hall thing, like the survey says things. Um, and he asked the crowd if he should go back to WWE or go to TNA and help TNA kick Vince's ass. And the fans cheered for the, the TNA one. So he's even like kind of getting feelers out. Um, that's funny because, um, the fans want him to go somewhere and then he is probably not going to go there. Yeah. I mean, I think we've already mentioned it. He, 
we can just save. He doesn't come. Right. Um, in fact, I I don't know when. I, I looked it up, but I can't remember. Because technically this pay-per-view, No Surrender starts like right after his uh, No Compete ends. So he would be able to legally appear like on that show. But I think by then, they're already starting the angle with him like attacking Edge on Raw when he's not there. He's not hired. All that kind of stuff. I think he's hired when he's attacking him. Well, that's the story, though, is that he's like... Oh, the story. He's not supposed to be there. I did quotes. You didn't see me. No, I was trying to find out this Chicago show, but... I do. I got. It's in Oak, Oakland, uh, Illinois, near Chicago. So... Is there a date for it? Uh, June 25th. I don't think he wrestles. He just does an appearance. It looks oh, he just... Okay, that's why it's not in cage. Okay, yeah. And he does things like he calls Adam... He says Adam Copeland is feces and Amy Dumas is a slut. So he... <laughs> he's he's saying lots of things. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious because it seems like that's what they, they want to do, but it also is like so back and forth that it doesn't seem like it's even like a real option at this point. So we'll see what happens. Do you do you think that he made the right decision in 2005 to go back to WWE? Yeah, because I think that storyline is fucking awesome. Yeah, you, you, well, here's the thing. I think it's a great storyline. I just and I remember getting SummerSlam 2005, and I was super pumped for it. Maybe for his mental health, it was not a good idea. Probably not for his mental health. Probably not. But but like, dude, that's like. I don't know, maybe the nostalgia stock in here. I mean, I that's just, like an all-timer for me. Like, the, that whole storyline stuff. Like, I just re- I remember it so well. And the thing is, it's because, it, I mean, it's real. So it helps. Yeah. But, like, I just, it's just a standout for me. I love it. I just remember being so excited for their showdown at SummerSlam. 2005, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a fucking bra, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, four minutes, and Edge beats him because he, like, hits his hat on the pole or something. And I was like, you got to be fucking cool. Oh, yeah. And they have a great cage match the next month at Unforgiven. And I was like, you should have just had that at SummerSlam. SummerSlam 05 is fucking stacked, isn't it? Oh, my, yeah, dude. That's the that's Hogan and Michaels, isn't it? Yes. That's right? SummerSlam. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then it's, isn't it also? Jericho Cena. Oh, my God. Is it is that the Eddie and Ray ladder match? Yeah. Dude. Holy shit, SummerSlam 05 is so good. Orton Taker. Oh, yeah. Dude, that SummerSlam is absolutely insane. 2005, I remember when I was a kid, I don't know if I bought it or if I got it as a gift. I got, like, the 05 DVD box set. And I, so I have all the pay-per-views from 05 in a box set. Right. They're all good as fuck. Yeah. That's a good-ass year for pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah, that that year is also like when Muhammad Hassan got like written off TV, right? I think it is, yeah. Great American Bash. Yeah. Yeah, that oh. sucked. I remember watching that one live. That sucked. Yeah. I that they choked him through the stage, right? I think it's a last ride. Last ride. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's definitely a last ride. Yeah. Good I stuff. In, I think it was in Buffalo too. Yeah, I think it was. But I was I was a mere child, so I was not there. I was not there either. My buddy had ordered it in his house. That's awesome. I watched it. Yeah. Well, enough about that. That's our new side project, 2005 WWE papers. Let's do it. We, would not, we, we would not be bored. 
No, probably no. no. You look at One Night Stand 2005 that we watched along with Hardcore Homecoming. That shit was great. For real, I think we were we were doing the wrong one as the main one, but you know, right. TNA, TNA guys, TNA, yeah, TNA. Um, speaking of that, that's a great segment or uh, si- sorry, uh, sidetrack here into our first note of the day. Segway, segway. You know what I meant. You couldn't. You, it was a great segue until you couldn't say the word Segway. Yeah, well, I I'm just excited about this Kid Cash interview. Oh no, <laughs> I can't help myself, man. Oh, shit. You know, I get I get all excited, I get flustered, I forget about Segway, and I say segment instead. Yeah. Well, Kid Cash is still very upset about his TNA run, even though the company finally gave him a release, and he left to train in OVW on his own dime. Uh, he yeah. said he worked for them for three years and never got a pay raise once. Meanwhile, they were consistently bringing in new guys, uh, and there were several who were clearly making more than he was, and he said, quote, you can almost figure that they were making more than what I was making. Uh, he, of course, puts over ECW huge in this interview because obviously the nostalgia is happening strong. But on the TNA note, he goes on to say he said that TNA eventually gave him the X title as a way to convince him to sign a contract. And he decided to go for it and running uh, down his career. He eventually got to talking about his feud with America's Most Wanted, and he buried them six feet under. Quote. They're no better than anybody else in the dressing room. They've been shoved down the people's throats for three years. They consistently have to uh, work with people who can keep them over. They're wrestling well-known guys that actually know the business and know how to work and know how to sell and know how to make them look good. Not to say that they can't make themselves look good, but at the level that they're at, they should know a little more than what they do right now. I'll bet they're going to learn. They haven't been in the business that long. It takes time. And this is their first big break. It's the respect of the boys that they don't have. Not to say everybody, but there are a lot of people who feel the same way I do. So it's actually not as bad of a burial as he's had in the past about him. But nonetheless. I don't understand like his obsession with... Hating America's Most Wanted. Yeah. He really fucking hates them. But, you know, I mean, it's not like they don't bust their ass. I know, I know, dude. That's what the, that's like the crazy part to me. It just sounds like jealousy. That's sort of what I was getting from it, too, to be honest. I don't know. Which I could understand jealousy because, like, you know, if they're making more money than him. Right. I mean, I get I mean, I, I, I get it, but also. At least in TNA, I mean, Harris and Storm are probably of more value as a top babyface team, at least for most of this time. I think that's fair to say. But Cash is great, too. So, I mean, he definitely would deserve equal amount. I'm just saying. Cash was killing it in TNA. It's kind of, it's a bummer. Yeah, well, you know what? He he has said in previous interviews, like more recent ones, um, he just really wanted to get fired from TNA. And then he did, which is why I think that this one was a little bit more tame. He's already gone. Right. Right. Whereas before he was talking about people kissing ass and doing who knows what to get um, spots and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's pretty crazy, but nonetheless, he's gone now, unfortunately. And for, well, we're probably not going to see him on this podcast again in TNA. So. Right. I mean, realistically. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, I think, 
I think you're 100% correct. Yeah. Um, moving on to some more television stuff. Um, there are a lot of television rumors regarding an impending Howard Stern deal to bring the TV version of his radio show to Spike. Now you're wondering, Dallas, why? <laughs> Dallas, what the fuck are you doing here? Okay. Well, Stern's contract with E expires in a few weeks. Uh, so he's apparently doing something there. I don't know. I wasn't watching him. Um, I, no, well, so I know. The, so he had had his radio show televised, like clip wise, on the oh. network in like half hour increments. So I remember as a kid, if you stayed up at like midnight, I think was it like, like as wild? Well, it was all censored. Well, if it was late, that's why I'm wondering. I wasn't sure. Right. I mean, so they'd have like some interesting stuff on there, but it was like censored, or whatever. And uh, I want to say it would be like midnight to like like two or something. But it was separated in like half hour increments. So it was like like, it was weird. Um, But yeah, so they would just basically take the video version of his radio show. Mm -hmm. And put it on E. And then as you're saying, the contract ran out and then he was going to he went to Sirius. Okay. so go ahead. Continue with your Spike TV thing. I mean, I'm interested to hear that Spike TV almost or was going to have this. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. So he says, nobody has announced anything, but I read one article writing about a move to Spike as if it's a given. So if it's a Monday through Friday slot, it's irrelevant when it comes to TNA. Right. But if they go six nights per week, it could be devastating if they choose the same 11 p.m. time slot that E ran the show in. Uh, and it would okay, make sense so- to do that. So this is where it counteracts the tna thing and it also says that stern is probably a better lead out of ufc programming than tna so this could be um this could be potentially disastrous for the spike time slot essentially yeah i mean i feel like on e i watched it on weekends Hmm. interesting unless they could they have been potentially reruns even you never well, know well although probably, i don't know it's if probably it, a rerun you never know. Yeah. Regardless, if it was late enough and they're thinking about doing TNA late, that kind of that seals the deal there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting, though. I, just, I, I think I'm not spoiling anything. That doesn't end up happening. He does not go to Spike. Right. No, I would say that's not spoiling anything. Um, yeah. He uh, ends up doing his own like Howard Stern on-demand service. Where people would have to pay to see like the video of their outrageous clips or whatever. And is this what you were? Is this what you were like listening to recently or no? Yeah. So I have a bunch of. I have what I think it's oh six through oh nine. Of his serious run, um, that I like to listen to, and that's because Artie Lang was on the show. Um, at least at the serious run, he was there from for those four years before he uh, departed the show or was fired, whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, but yeah, I have a, I want to say I have his entire on demand catalog as well. Wow. So if you ever want to watch Letitia Klein ride a Sibian, let me know. I don't even know what that means. You don't know who Letitia Klein is? And I don't know what she's writing. Letitia Klein. No, I have no clue who that is. Okay, well, 
Is that something I should Google with a safe search on? No. Well, if you Google Letitia Klein, you will know where she worked. Okay, hold on a second. Private browsing. Okay. Tisha. Doesn't trust me. No, dude, I don't, I don't trust you fucking at all. Hold on, it's not helping me. Well, she's in TNA. Yeah. I have no clue who this person is. When you started watching TNA in 2005. Well, that doesn't mean I knew her name. <laughs> I guess is the probably where I'm at here. Television. Let's see. She made her debut in 06. Um, okay. Well, anyway, so she she goes on Howard Stern. I, I want to say... Well, yeah, I literally just said it right there. I clicked away. Okay. I think it's after her TNA thing. 2008? Oh, no, that was a reality show. Sorry. Stern's reality show. Bowling I think Beauties. She, yeah, I, so I think she makes the appearance after. Because she ended up not... She didn't get fired from TNA for it, but she got fired from a different job for doing the thing. And basically, riding the Sibian is basically uh, a woman... Riding a vibration device to get the climax. Wow. Yeah. Carmen Electra's done it. Uh, I think Janet Jameson did. Like on his show? That's what they did? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's quite a show. No wonder you're listening to that while you're working. Yeah, man. It gets my blood boiling. Anyways, (laughs) we're getting in the weeds here, guys. I guess it's TNA relevant. I just didn't know it. It is, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, satellite dish numbers confirm our poll response that last week's pay-per-view do right about the same as the Hard Justice show, which uh, Dave estimates between 15,000 and 20,000 buys. That has to be considered a positive for two reasons. The first is uh, between the two big boxing shows around this time, which I have no idea what they are, and coming sandwiched in between two WWE shows, one of which was the ECW show, the one I stand. Uh, it's tough competition, and more than that, they had no TV the last few weeks leading up to it. So as compared with regular TVs building up every monthly pay-per-view to date, it's doubtful that they'll be able to maintain that level uh, this summer because at least the anniversary had a few weeks of TV for uh, the show. Yeah. So there's that. Um, this is a pretty interesting one. Uh, this is about Jeff Jarrett again, about the whole situation that happened. So there is a lot of sediment that Jeff Jarrett should have been suspended for his actions at the pay-per-view. The feeling expressed to us, and us as Dave, uh, by several wrestlers was that if anyone else in the company was there and refused to wrestle in the main event because they weren't going to win, then they'd be let go. And the behavior of Paige in particular was noted because I think there was a situation with him as well. And he wound up up even doing the job, even though he was a baby about it, and they cut ties with him to stop working with him. Uh, the feeling was any other wrestler in the company would have been fired on the spot for that. So there's that. Even uh, Jared's longtime friends noted that Jeff and Jerry have almost no support in the company except for their handpicked friends. Uh, so there's that. And he's even noted that two of them, Dutch Mantel and Jerry Borash, are on the booking committee 
Um, so essentially Jeff is still taken care of and no doubt has his ear in what is going on. Right. Uh, one said that he couldn't believe how much they didn't get it uh, as they think going uh, to the wrestlers and saying the new booking committee is just going to fail. We'll get them back in power. Uh, not realizing. Sorry, my phone is ringing. I am hanging up. Not realizing the wrestlers for most part trust uh, Dickerson, I think that was one of the guys we've talked about in the past, and see Jerry as an old-school wrestling promoter carny guy who has lost his magic touch at being on top of the industry. Uh, the feeling among is Jeff's actions this time finally made the Panda people see through him as not being a team player. So, that's some negative um, on him there. Well, you know what? If it benefits him, he's all for it. And if he's got to do something that doesn't benefit him, He'll cry about it. That sounds like every wrestler. Right. So. It is what it is. Yeah, that's right. I got two more things for you, Bob, and we're going to get into the show here. And we got a couple during the show, of course, as always. Um, naturally, the TV they tape for Europe is uh, airing pretty strong right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it notes that the show, the show over the weekend, which we just already discussed, uh, it only on Sun Sports Friday at midnight. Um, it talked very well about what happened on that. Well, we already talked about that. So the note is that it's just doing well in Europe, essentially. So my last note here for you, this is an interesting one that I was wondering when this was going to happen, is that WWE Legal is giving TNA problems about the outlaw name being too close to their copyright of the New Age Outlaws. I mean, I mean, I get it, but it's also like two totally different things. I agree with that. And I think the only reason they're even flagging it is because he was in the New Age Outlaws. (laughs) Right. I mean, if he wasn't, I don't think they could have really said too much about it. But the New Age Outlaws and then the Outlaw. It's it's pretty different. Right. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't even be confusion in the marketplace because number one, New Age Outlaws isn't even active. Right. In the company, neither guy that was in that group or in that team or in the company, they're in the company that he's the outlaw. It's whatever. Yeah. <sighs> whatever. It doesn't matter. I still think he should have been in. No introduction needed. He's known yeah. as Nin. Nin. I like that, too. Um, and the only other legal issue... There's more legal issues. The only other legal issue that's being talked about... It's not directly related to the company, but we've talked about it before. The battery charges between Johnny Fairplay and Ron Nimi. Um, oh, my God. That was settled <laughs> on June 27th. Oh. Um, but the charges were dropped. Yeah. Uh, both were working for the company last June when uh, Ron accused of assaulting Johnny Fairplay after a taping. Nobody showed up to testify in the hearing against him, which led to the charges being dropped. Uh, Johnny Fairplay claimed that he was assaulted after an argument regarding Bobby Heenan, um, all this stuff. So basically, we've talked about it in the past. The charges are dropped. It's over. There we go. Well, I'm really glad that dilemma is completed. I know. I know that's really been 
you know you've been wondering i would i would oftentimes i would probably text styles three times a week and he I'd really did he really I'd did like, dude can you just tell me you tell me what's happening with that i mean that i know case? i know that i could just go <clears throat> into the observer account <clears throat> and just since and, it's yours since it's mine and, and just find out <laughs> but i just i need to know and now i know so shake my head i love it uh is that it for your notes that's it for now i got a couple for the show but um that's all the the pre-show notes that we needed to get out of the way so we don't have to deal with them during this epic episode of impact on sun sports or on tna wrestling.com all right well let's get into the july 1st 2005 edition of tna impact the uh runtime is 45 minutes 38 seconds and uh we have the full show we'll have the full like we're going off the air unlike last week so don't worry about it um last week was just missing the copyright essentially of uh, the show but we saw everything that we needed to see so if you want to watch along with us head over to impact plus or find it in your own personal collection i will count down from three when i say play that's when we're going to start the show so here we go three two one play This is TNA, Bob. It's the, the new, new face, face. Of, yeah, of professional wrestling. Now we're getting our, uh, of course, our highlights from the last show. Raven coming out. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, okay, good. The opening package is showing old school asylum footage between Jim Mitchell and uh, Raven. Or at least a quick clip to start. That's good. You know what we should have done, Dallas, when we first started this was make a list of all the wrestlers that would cut a promo and say that I'm going to bring TNA to a newer, a new level. <laughs> We're going big time. That is funny. Same shitty intro. Dun, 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 but we are immediately going to the tunnel. Is oh, Sean funny? Waltman. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> I forgot to look and see if uh, these guys have indie notes since it's been a bit here. Let's see, I feel like Wallman probably doesn't. And he... Oh, I lied. I guess he does. Really? Yeah, that was before Slammiversary, but he worked IWA Puerto Rico on, the, on, June 8, on June 16th and June 18th. And it was a Memorial Cup for... Uh, Victor the Bodyguard. On the 16th, he defeated Slash Venom, and then on the 18th, he lost to Chicano in the IWA Puerto Rico Heavyweight Championship match. I wasn't expecting a Puerto Rico note from uh, Mr. Waltman. It looks like uh, Waltman's facing Sanjay Dutt, the original player from the Himalaya. Oh, boy. Sanjay Dutt was a busy man. That explains the tape on his shoulder. 
yeah. Well, they're probably going to say it's from Samoa Joe, but actually, it might be. Actually, the, the tape might be. The muscle buster, yeah. Well, he competed, Sanjay Dutt did, uh, at the Jeff Peterson Memorial Cup, uh, which took place in Brandon, Florida on June 10th and 11th. He defeated Todd Sexton in the first round. He then defeated Ricky Reyes in the quarterfinal. And he defeated Jimmy Rave in the semifinals. But then lost in the finals to Chris Sabin. And uh, he also competed on June 25th for NWA Cyberspace in a four-way elimination match where he retained the NWA Cyberspace Cruiser X Championship by defeating Chris Hamrick, Nick Burke, and Sharkboy in Wayne, New Jersey. So anytime we hear, oh, shoot, damn it, Bob. Anytime we hear about NWA Cyberspace, uh, my heart gets warm and fuzzy. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. Shoulder block. Leap rod by Dunn. Off the ropes, coming back tilt to whirl. Head scissor takes out Waltman. Whoa, Waltman sidesteps. Dutt falls to the floor. What's going to happen? Oh, he's chopping him against a guardrail. Bam! Well, the kids touched Waltman. They're so excited. Well, he's a star, dude. Oh, look at that little spin, do a little drop kick. Okay, the fans of the Johnny Divine sign are still there. So it's the same audience. That doesn't surprise me. Okay. This is uh, an interesting match here. I like Sanjay a lot. Oh, yeah. Sanjay's great. Standing moonsault there. Only gets a two count for dead. Waltman wrestling on impact again must mean he's getting paid. So that's good. You know, I thought the same thing. Because, like, his whole thing was he wasn't going to wrestle because he hadn't gotten paid, right? Yeah. Oh, nice spin kick. Wow. I think they just told us our main event for tonight. Um, I believe they've had one before, right? Yes. Alex Shelley and Styles are in the main event. But wasn't it technically like a dark match that they. Yes, because they re-aired it. Yeah. yeah. Waltman driving that down to the mat, gut first, quick leg drop. Only gets a two count. Is he going Bronco Buster? No, that moves. Going for that Bronco monster. It just couldn't work out. Oh, was that like a double knee? Yeah, yeah. double knee. Running double knee strike there by Sanjay. Oh, nice. One, two. Wallman kicks out at two.
Oh, Lane in punches, but Waltman is able to slip away. I think a low blow, yeah. An X-Factor. And then he spanked him. Okay. On a pin. Wow. Okay. Sean Second, Waltman second. being a little bit of a douche. And how is he dancing around there? Waltman has a little bit of an attitude here, folks. Anyway, oh! He just straight low blowed him. That's cheating, which is not a babyface thing to do. And remember, no. he did turn on Styles and in the match, right? In the match at anniversary. So slipping on the straps. He is going bad, dude. He never takes yeah. the straps down. Well, and he has a beard. So anniversary. We're seeing the flashback of Hoyt choke slamming Demore and then hitting him with his moon salt. <laughs> you guys ready to go get drinks? <laughs> Meet me at the bar. Uh, Terry Taylor is doing a really shitty job here trying to do this interview, but he's so asking Rude where Demore is. Petey's hair is getting long. Dude's got it back in like a half ponytail. Yeah, Taylor has a smile on his face as they're telling him that Demore's like dead. And he's like, in the yeah, hospital. <laughs> yeah. These are Canada colors, man. We're proud. Because you guys forgot. I'm the captain of this team. That's right. He is the captain of Team Canada. Yeah. I forgot, so I'm glad he reminded us. I would have thought Bobby Roode was. I just remember Petey was in the in like the World Cup stuff. Right, right. Because he's like the small one, so it was like funny to make him the captain, I feel like. Yeah. Here comes Petey with Eric Young. He looks like Eric Young is the one wrestling. When do you think Scott Demore will return? Um, I don't think it's going to be that long. No surrender, maybe? Like, I don't think it's really going to be that long at all. Yeah, I wonder. I don't I wonder when he comes back. I don't know. There's stuff, I think the note that mentioned when he was out last week, like hinted at the fact that he was, it was going to be like when they're back on TV, but like it seemed like speculation, so I, I didn't really mention mm-hmm. it. Lance Hoyt. Oiled the fuck up. When they say a man of the people, they're not kidding. Look how hyped the crowd is for him, though, dude. It's because they get to... Now that we know the context of him literally having drinks with the majority of the people in the audience at a local bar, I mean, you're going to feel like you're best friends with the guy. I think that's fine. It's Well, it's smart marketing by him. Fuck yeah, it's smart. Spend at a bar, like, two hours or something, drink with some fans. Of course they're going to be on your side. Make you look like a big baby face. He tosses Young to the corner and he scares Petey off the apron. And that allows a cheap shot dropkick by Young from behind. Young needs to go back to pants. I'm not used to this whole trunk. Yeah, it's weird. And I just saw on Twitter that uh, Lance Hoyt, now known as Lance Archer, uh, tweeted that CM Punk is afraid to fight him in the in AEW ring. Who said that? Lance Archer. No way. 
He did. He literally just tweeted that? I don't know if he just did, but it was, it was a tweet that he did. The murder hawk guy, seven hours ago. Oh, my God. He, it was in reference to Punk saying that, you know, the, the wrestlers you like are soft or whatever. And he goes, I'm not, but he won't fight me, and AEW won't put me in the ring with him. So. Okay. I should retweet that because that'd be fun. <laughs> CM Punk's a little bit of all talk, I think. I mean, you guys ass whooped in two UFC fights. I mean, come on. He's a sports entertainer. Off the top with double axe, but he got caught in chokeslam. Oh, he gives him a, an atomic wedgie and throws him across into the other corner. Yeah. That'll be the the next feud. It's going to be him and Eric Young. And Eric Young like, you gave me a hemorrhoid, you son of a bitch. You know, gave me like, a hemorrhoid. Yeah. Every time I sit down, it hurts. Here's this wedgie, and we'll see a slow motion clip of it. That guy was dressed up like a bitch. Yeah, I just saw that too. Holy shit. <laughs> it's not a Halloween episode. Oh, Petey saves Young from a big boot. Pulls him to the floor. And we're going to we're going to commercial on internet. Yeah, wait a second. I don't know if last week we did it all. I don't think we did either, but it is on the Sun Network, so maybe there's a Sun commercial through Sun or something. But Sun Sports. Go get him, Eric. Leg drop. Now he's choking him with his knee. That's illegal. Or his, like, shin. I want to get my hair to a point like Petey's where I can just pull it back, scrunch it up. You're getting pretty freaking close. Call it a day. Yeah, I'm getting pretty freaking close, but not close enough. It's, are, you, are, you doing like, are you doing, like, a headband yet? No, I need to get a headband. Yeah, you do. I really do. It's, like, literally getting in my face, and it's pissing me off. So I keep on doing. I gotta keep on doing this. Get a headband. You I literally work at a store where you could pick one up. I know. Just saying. But I want like a you know a male headband. Right. No, I get that. I know what you. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Hoy is on fire. Back body drop. Knocks a pee off the apron again. Were you working yesterday? I almost came and saw you. Yeah, I was. Big Huge boot, big boot. One, two. Clean win. Yeah, I was working uh, 9 to 6. I fucking knew it. I was at PetSmart. Yeah, what time? About noonish. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. said, no matter. I said, there's no way you weren't working. Right. But, like, I also didn't want to go into that store. So. Okay. Well, thanks. Um, but then I did go to McDonald's after, and I waited about 30 minutes for food. Was it that busy? No, they were just stupid. All of Team Canada is beating the shit out of Hoyt right now, dude. Who's going to run down and make the save? Ron I have Kim. a guess. I have a guess. The no, that was not my guess. Wait the Naturals. Minute. Wait a minute. Didn't the Naturals turn on Hoyt? Yes, but they're a baby face now. Hmm. Consistency. They're like, you okay, man? Hey, man, remember when we hit you with a natural disaster? Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're all friends now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. They're not going to make references on beating him up two months ago. No, so you're just saying, look at this trio, but Bob, I got a trio for you. Oh, God, what? Uh, Kobayashi, Kenta, and Marafuji are coming to the U.S. from September 21st to September 24th for a Harley Race scouting camp at Race's school. Now you're wondering, Dallas, what does that mean? Well, they are also said to have interest in working a TNA pay-per-view, although at press time there's no talks that have happened on either side. But given the current TNA bookers and that Race is considered an ally of the promotion, it's not impossible. Yeah, I doubt it. Monty Brown being interviewed backstage. They work Ring of Honor, I know that. Those three guys. Bam, pounds. Bam, pounds. Terry Taylor's arguably the worst backstage interview I've ever seen. Dude, he... I remember the first time seeing him do it was at King of the Ring, 1993. He's, He's interviewing the Steiner brothers in Smoking Guns, and he is horrible. So he never gets better. No. You could text Austin right now and be like, hey, uh, Terry Taylor is a backstage interviewer. He'll probably be like, like barf emoji. He's so, he's so bad. Yeah, that's not great. Um, what was I about to say about, it was about Terry Taylor, I thought. I lost it. It's just not good, man. It's just not good. Oh, we, I, and I, um, Alex Marvez or Terry Taylor, you pick one. Uh, you have to pick one. Who do you want to, who would you rather have be an interview? <laughs> can I pick Pamela Polshock? No, that's too easy. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, she's better than them. Okay. Yeah, she is. Um, Alex Marvez. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go Terry Taylor. What? Because here's the thing. Whenever I see Alex Marvez, I feel my insides get really angry. <laughs> oh, my God. But when I see Terry Taylor, it's more like I'm sad. Okay. It's like for him because, like, he's not good. And Marvez, I just get angry inside because I feel like he's trying real hard, and he he sucks real bad. See, but I feel like Marvez um, after after the first couple shows that he was like really bad on, he basically says about two words, and then the wrestlers usually take the mic and talk. Yeah, wasn't he supposed to be like the lead commentator? I think that was just for the the like one of the first couple shows there. Okay, because I I think yeah. it was it was happening for a little bit. Uh, by the way, here comes yeah. So I said a business coming out, but Father James Mitchell is with him, and he's wearing the same outfit as he had on last week. Let's see if there's any. Uh... I'm always off by one. Is he doing mind tricks on him? Probably. I offer right. some more. Um. There. Sonny Saki with Apollo. Okay, so I have one one note for uh, Mr. Abyss. Back on June 25th, for guess what? NWA Cyberspace. Abyss uh. lost to Mana in a last man standing match in Wayne, New Jersey. 
and they fought the day before as well for Pro Wrestling Unplugged in the heavyweight title tournament where Amana defeated Abyss by disqualification. And then I don't think Sonny Siaki has any indie notes, but you know what? You just you just never know. Uh, no. Oh. Ducks to close that by Abyss. Goes for Big Boot, but he holds her up and he flexes. Drop to hold. Abyss is on the bottom rope. Here comes Siaki. Boom. Nice kick. And knocks Abyss out of the ring. Dude, is he getting a push? Sonny Siaki is not about to win a match against Abyss. I think he's about to get a push. Yeah, okay. Yeah, push out the door. <laughs> Abyss. Oh, Abyss. <laughs> Splashes him against the ring post as Abyss. Siaki's in trouble now. I called it too soon. Yeah, you thought, oh, hey, this guy's getting a push, and he is not. I lied. Jim Mitchell is wearing a different jacket, it looks like. This one's gold. Maybe it'll be like that dress controversy. Remember that? When it was like, what is it? Blue oh, and is it white? White and gold or blue and black or something. Yeah. Something like that. Which one did you think it was? I th- I believe I don't see white. Like I see blue. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. But I don't know. I'd have to see it again. I, don't, I can't. Well, I kept seeing different Photoshop versions of the image, so they always look different to me. Oh, well, then, yeah. Nice chop. Abow, another one. Abyss, do another one. Do another one, Abyss. Do it. No, he's not going to do it. Scoop in his side. That's right. Takes him out. Oh. Oh. Simon Diamond is back with Big Triton as his partner against America's Most oh, Wanted tonight, big too. Big splash. Off the middle rope by Abyss. What a bully. Kicks out a two. 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 Oh, boy. Going for a choke slam. Nope. Oh, here we go. Dude. He's going to win. That spinning neck snap. Don't call it a comeback. He knows what he's doing. If Saki could beat him, he could be in no surrender main event. Ducks the clothesline, comes back, pop up, and oh my god! Hurricane what is going on? Zach isn't this, this good of a show since he was X Division champion in 2003. That's right. Anything can happen on the internet. No one's going to see him. That's right. Off the top, oh shit, he gets caught for a chokeslam. And, whoa! Well, there you go. One. Oh, he gets oh. out of chokeslam. This is a, at least a three-star. This might be one of Sonny Siaki's best matches. 
What is happening? DNA. And I don't, I'm not oh. even joking. The guy hit a hurricane rock. Siakalips? No. Oh, he said suplex, oh, but. Oh, fuck. You know, that's one ah, thing. man. That's one <laughs> thing with Abyss matches that if you duck under a clothesline, you're screwed. You're going to get a black hole slam. Yeah, yeah. He wants the gold. That is what I like about his finisher is like there's many ways you can hit it. Like they can Who's be that? Irish whipping. Is it Apollo? Yeah, he was very excited. Oh, he's got a chair. He's going to hit Siaki with it. Don't do it. He's going to turn on Siaki. And he's going to be like Abyss with brothers. And it's gonna be the Kane Undertaker. And he's gonna put the El Leon mask back on. Yeah, and he'll be he'll be like the Kane to his Undertaker. El Leon. And then they we all knew it was Apollo, and then he just kept, he like randomly took it off one day. Yeah. Okay, he turned his back. He uh, went to help Siaki. No. Now he's Abyss went after Damn him. Damn it, Apollo! I like Apollo's wearing like high socks. What's wrong with high socks? I don't know. I just don't know a lot of people that wear high socks. I do. You you don't wear ankle socks? No, I do. I mostly wear ankle socks. It depends on what shoes I'm wearing. I don't believe in wearing matching socks because that's just a headache. I just grab two socks and I don't wear them. Oh, Raven. I like skirt Raven better. I'm pissed he's wearing jeans, but whatever. Oh, I bet loop. you TNA didn't want their world champion to wear a skirt. I think he just went back because of the ECW hat, to be honest. Oh, that could, yeah, that's probably. I true. think that's why. Because he started doing it at Hardcore Homecoming again. Yeah. I mean, it's also not his first time doing it in TNA, but I just prefer the skirt. I don't know if he goes back to it, does he? Yes, he does. He does? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. He just choking a bit with a Serotonin. Right. Oh well, uh, he's mostly. I don't. He doesn't wrestle a ton when that's happening, does he? He's mostly a manager. Yeah. He def- He has to. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I have no idea. Okay, so he just pulled Abyss into the chair in the corner from wrapping a chain around his neck. July seventeenth. No surrender. We already have a title match. Why don't make it interesting? Oh boy. You wanna <gasps> Oh fuck. Bob? Oh boy. <laughs> Raven just asked for a dog collar match and no surrender. You have got it. wait, one more stipulation. Let's make it no surrender. What is it? Okay. He can't throw the towel in. You cannot quit. I don't get it. Isn't that how it happens? He said there's no way to end a match unless it's a pinball. You you can win a dog collar by submission. Like by quitting? Sure. Okay. Because it's not like a chain match where you have to touch the corner. Right. So a dog collar match... I think is typically just pin or submission so he's just saying you no can't like, give up you have to be pinned you have to be pinned yeah all right so he just wants a whole bunch of violence all right 
I'll accept it. Oh, hey, it's packing. Oh, wait a minute. Simon Diamond. With Triton. Okay, so that is actually a really good point that you just said that. He's Simon Diamond again. He's not, thank fucking God. But he's with Triton? What are we doing? Yeah. Now, we haven't seen... We haven't seen uh, Simon Diamond or Pat Kenny since Turning Point, 2004. Holy shit, dude. Are you serious? Back on December 5th. Now, he has been quite busy. He's been working mostly three PW shows. Uh, he had a zero one, a couple of zero one appearances in early two thousand five. Um, he's about to cut a promo now. But, but yeah, he's, he's three PW and uh, hardcore homecoming. He's getting promo time. He's a good. Simon talk. has a problem. It's not I, Simon Diamond, that has the problem anymore. Now that I have recruited this seven-foot wrecking machine. Everyone else is the one with the problem. Because I have all the answers. Okay. And the okay. front America's most wanted. You know, there's no way they're winning. Um, that would be a shocker. I was going to say, I think they might lose, but they just broke their losing streak. So, Right. Um, the, they didn't mention him as previously as Pat Kenny, right? I haven't noticed that yet. No. Okay. I didn't think they would. So I feel like you know seven months is probably a long enough time to just forget it. Uh, I would say so. Yeah. Especially once again the ECW stuff, dude. It's absolute. I think that's absolutely playing a part. Because they're probably uh, figuring people are looking it up and like, oh, Simon Diamond. And... Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Uh, let me give you another note here, Bob. I only got two more. So before we get into this exhilarating contest, uh, Richard Scrucci, whose Health South organization was the original financial backing for TNA, was acquitted on all charges of fraud and falsifying company financial reports. Oh. Uh, he put up $1.6 million in Health South money to get TNA off the ground. They went through that money in just a few weeks, and with Health South finances becoming a major media issue, they backed out of any future funding, which led to the company being on the verge of closing a month later before Panda Energy took over. So that's your background. Huh. So we're going to scroll here. Raven uh, defending against Sabus in a no-surrender dog collar match, which is basically no submission, just pin. Smojo and Sabin, and then more matches to be announced next week. We got that also last week. Saying that more matches will be announced this week. And free parking at City Walk after 6 p.m. That's right. Wait, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, my God. Oh, he took a hat off Don West. I want to know where Larry Zabisco is tonight. Look at old one Jarrett sunglasses. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Oh, my God. He just fucking pushed down west over as Tanae said, who's to blame? Look in the mirror. Tanae, like, not backing down as an announcer is my absolute favorite thing. I love how they're doing this literally during a match. Do you see the match? I know, but, like, still. It's AMW. Well, that's that's the weird part. 
Oh, he's going to run to Zabiscot like he ran Dusty out. Triton catches. Is that Harris? Harris. Harris. Slams him down. Power slam. One, two, no kick out. Ridiculous. Irish whip. Diamond off the rope. Does press. A couple southpaws. And he tags in his partner, James Storm. I'm totally fine if Simon Diamond is back, by the way. I just don't like that he's with Train. Yeah, that Train one doesn't really work too well. In fact, there's some Simon Diamond stuff I'm excited about in the future. I wonder what that could be. I don't know if it actually ends up holding out and being good, but I'm excited to see it. What? Jeff Hart, he's talking about... He... Oh! Oh, did you just hear that? He's talking about uh, running Hardy out of TNA, and TNA says, well, Jeff Hardy's been suspended. He goes, I didn't say I'm talking about Jeff. Uh, Is that not a Matt Hardy tease? Or that was 100% a Matt Hardy tease. Wow. It's better than them saying it loud out, you know, out there. Remember when they said China's coming and then she didn't? Yep. Look at security. Don West brought security with him. Didn't, um... So, I believe, like, Jeff Hart... Or not Jeff Hardy. Jeff Jarrett and Matt Hardy had, like, had some, like, issues. I wonder... I wonder if Matt was like, all right, I'm, I'm coming in. And he didn't. And that's why, And that's why they do this tease and Jeff is like kind of bitter about it oh makes sense i can't imagine though i feel like matt was always going to be going back to wwe why do you think well i guess jeff had a different situation of why he didn't go he got let go and stuff right so never mind matt hardy was released because he was hurt and he was also threatening to like kill um fellow employees (laughs) well he had like a mental breakdown. Um, so. Went for the T3, which is an F5, but uh, Harris countered with a suplex. And he clotheslines Triton out of the ring. Now, Simon Diamond has had success against AW in tag matches just with Giant Swinger. Right, man. Oh, so good. Oh, shit. Oh, he super ran kick. into a super kick from Harris, and that's going to be a three down. And that was a three. And by or that was I... Storm, excuse me. Not yes. Harris. Storm yep. super kick. I got breaking news. What? I just, I just looked it up. That is Triton's final TNA appearance. Wow. God damn it. We're back from commercial. Terry Taylor's doing another interview with Christopher Daniels. Dressed to the nines here. Terry Taylor sounded like he was just at a diner, <coughs> having taken like a sip of Jack Daniels, and he's finishing up some freaking tater tots in his mouth, and he's trying to swallow it before he got done talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Slimmerity, maybe two of the greatest X of Universe stars. 
There are no more empires for me to conquer. Uh-oh. P.D. Williams just came in because he's talking about the world. You haven't beaten Canada's greatest X-Division wrestler. Not my problem. You're afraid to face me, P.D. Lance Hoyt is still Christopher Daniels because he's saying, look, do you see what we did to him? He just tried to take it from him. You're not going to take anything. Okay. Looks like we got our uh, X-Division title match. He just said you got it. PD against Christopher Daniels at uh, No he Surrender. Tricked him. He tricked He outsmarted Daniels. Oh, let's see if there's any uh, Alex Shelley indie notes here. I'm sure there are. Well, after you're done with those, I will give you our final note of the show. <clears throat> He's and... a busy guy, usually. Current 2023 Impact Wrestling World That's Champion. Right. That's right. Um, all right. So back on, well, he recently had a 0-1 tour. Because, like, he just recently returned at anniversary, right? Yes. Okay. So, back on... When was this aired? Back on June 12th, which was six day Or, no, a week before anniversary, Alex Shelley appeared on Sunday Night Heat, <clears throat> losing to Simon Dean. Which would be oh. Nova. Uh, and then on June 17th, he uh, lost to Eric Cannon at IWA Mid-South. It's clobbering time. So, and let's see about AJ Styles, if he did any more disappointing pro wrestling gorilla matches. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sure did. You know, I was thinking about a positive about that um, bonus episode is that there's only two days before the Slim Reversary episode drops, so at least people didn't have to suffer too long. Yeah, I guess that is positive. It wasn't like that's what we <laughs> did for a week, and like there's nothing else. So. <laughs> right. Uh, back on June fourth, AJ Styles, who at the time was the NWA World Champion, he defeated PD Williams in a best two out of three falls, two falls to one for EWF uh, in Italy. And then on June tenth, he defeated Lex Lavette in an NWA World Title match at the Jeff Peterson Memorial Cup. And then on June 11th, AJ Styles defeated James Gibson to retain the Pro Wrestling Gorilla title at uh, Qatar Medan. And then on June 18th, AJ Styles once again defeated P.D. Williams at Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor 3. Hmm. He traded wins with James Gibson on the 25th and 26th of June for AZW in Hawaii. And uh, that's all there is for AJ Styles. Cool. And that's it for the show. Well, then, as these guys are going pretty fast-paced here, Styles has the control. I'll give you my final note of the show as well. Uh, before the pay-per-view, the company had a meeting with talent and gave them the idea that TV is all but done. They said they couldn't say anything about it because word wasn't allowed to get out, but that they would be arranging a huge conference call for all the wrestlers before the deal was publicly announced. 
um, that was actually the plan for the WGN deal as well. So they were planning to tell people before it was official. That's nice. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Okay, so now, yep, we're getting the scroll again. We still got the no surrender dog collar. Daniels puts his exhibition title online against Petey Williams. Smojo versus Saban. Are we not going by Chris Saban anymore? Is it just Saban? That might just be for the bottom. I hope so. This isn't Vince McMahon running it, so he doesn't. They don't usually chop people's names off like that. I've never understood that. Shelly's driving uh, Styles face first into the corner. I think that's the first time that I've seen Shelly do the little um, the crane. Oh. Like a camera. Interesting. Keep a note about that. Yeah. That's some other... I'm actually, like, really excited about that. that yeah, that's fun. I mean, that's, like, some top-notch stuff. Well, we had suplex there by Shelly, but only gets a two-count after driving his forearm into AJ's face. That would piss me off if I was getting pinned and some guy that's rubbing the forearm on my face. Oh. Twist the neck. That's got to feel good. Come on, AJ, get him. Punch. Punch. Nope, nope. Shelly oh, takes it back down. It's very tough, very competitive. We're at the 40 minute, 33 second mark if you're following along on Sun Sports or TNA Wrestling Diagram. Oh, oh, look at this. Whoa. I thought he was going for like a Russian leg sweep, but then he kind of did a takedown. Now he's got a submission locked in here. I don't even know what kind of submission you've got. A it almost is. This is what Tanae said. Okay. Yeah, he's stretching the arms, the neck. He's got one arm and his leg locked. Okay, he just got he just got out because he was raking the eyes. Oh, stiff kick. Yikes. Next thing you know, you're looking up at the ceiling. The pain from the knees, but also it takes the wind from aging. Yeah, Alex Shelley Styles more like kind of like a James Gibson, but Gibson's more a suplex. This guy's more Shelley's more of a mat based. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Sunday, July seventeenth. Bob, can you believe we're in July already? We are freaking flying. We're more than halfway through two thousand five. I know. Oh, holy shit! That kick was fucking amazing. 
AJ's taking notes from like Skipper here. Dude, I mean, that was one of the best spin kicks I've ever seen. Yeah, that was nuts. I mean, the way, and now look at nose is Alex Shelley. His nose is busted. Uh, which I was, oh, Shawalman just walked down ringside. He saw the spin kick. Um, so yeah, so Shelly's nose. I, I was gonna. This is another like thing about like a Michael Shane thing. Uh, he actually got a broken nose from that kick right there. Who did? Uh, Shelly's nose is broken. Oh, it is. Yeah. So. Wow. He. I mean, I didn't know when it was gonna happen. I was gonna just say it after, but it's very clear it's from that kick because he's immediately bleeding. Yeah. Um, him and. Oh, look at that! Holy shit! Oh yeah, it's dripping everywhere. Him and Michael Shane are not expected to miss any significant ring time, but I will tell you now, I won't say what it was going to be yet, but they were both scheduled in the fourth show main event on the taping. So we will see what we get instead when we get there in two weeks, but they had to pull them from that main event because they both got injured. Wow. Walman's Walman's very kind. Well, he's explaining himself for why he turned on AJ, and he's saying, well, every man for themselves, which is true. Right. But he also hit Sanjay Dutt in the nuts today. But they're saying, well, you made a pack with him, didn't you? Well, what is this? Like a reverse pedigree. Whoa. You almost said him right there, Mike. Today I got a velvet shirt on. Oh, pop up. Hurricane Rana. Cover. Oh, shit. He kicked out, so he rolled back. Oh, my God. Styles clash. Dude. AJ with the win. That was a good match. AJ is so freaking good. It's gross, dude. It's absolutely insane. And the more you watch him, the more you realize... How fucking good he is. Yep. Oh, Walman's getting in the ring. I have a feeling I know one of the no surrender matches that we're gonna begin. That would that would make sense. Oh, he's not wearing a velvet jacket. <gasps> Jerry no freaking way. Jerry Lynn? Oh, and then we go off there. Hmm. Okay. What'd you think of that episode, Bab? I would say that was a, a good, another good impact. Me too. Thumbs up. Two solid shows in a row, I'd say. Yeah. I'm That's... getting pretty excited about No Surrender, and I didn't think I was, I was going to make a joke earlier that No Surrender feels like just a step above a hard justice to me when I think of like TNA pay-per-views. I'm getting pretty freaking excited right I now. I think, I think there's no, so if we're, if we're getting AJ and Waltman, and maybe, and maybe Jerry Lynn. Uh, and something with Jerry Lynn. I mean, Who how knows? do you ignore it? <clears throat> Saban and uh, Joe, Daniels and Petey, and then Raven and Abyss in a no surrender dog collar match. Dude. 
This show is this sounding might, nuts. This show might be like on paper the the best show of the year so far. On paper. I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah. Two I mean, more weeks and then we'll get strong. There. That's a strong lineup. Yeah, it is. So well, I'm pretty excited about that, man. Well, yeah, I am as well. How could you not be? Well, that's a good, that's a good question too, I guess. Um, and I'm sure we'll get something with Lance Hoy and the Naturals too, probably, right? I mean, we have to. They, they're buddies now. Yeah, yeah I'm feeling pretty good. Um, two episodes that were really good in a row here. And we are almost, well, we're not almost there. We have two more weeks, but two more weeks and then no surrender, which is close enough for me, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, wrapping up these last two episodes of Impact before we get to no surrender. No surrender. I'm getting excited for That's weird. I haven't been, I was excited for lockdown just because it was all cages. I'm a sucker for cage matches. Hard Justice, I didn't really care. And Slammiversary, there just wasn't any TV to care about. So I'm actually really uh, looking forward to this. Well, I like the sound of that, man. Also, if, you're, if you're excited, I'm excited, even though I'm always excited about TNA. Literally, all the time. Uh, all right, Dallas, you got anything else or no? No, man, I think you need to send us home so that we can get to next week and uh, we can keep watching some of this internet impact um, from 2005. But so far, so good. All right. Well, we must uh, bid you adieu and also have a happy and safe 4th of July. Yes. Don't blow any fingers off. No, don't. I'll be doing fireworks at my house, but I will not be there. Yes. I'm hoping you will be there, buddy. Ah, shit. I probably will be. All right. See you guys next week for the July 8th edition of Impact. Until then, for Dallas Gridley. I am Bob Klein Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast.